Hello, and welcome to Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Sisters, we are on week two of the Max Fun Drive. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah. It is on fire. On fire. It's lit. We, we all get tattoos. We're all getting tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> you wonderful, lovely people have made this, the, I mean, the most successful Max Fun Drive in history um we have it has exceeded our wildest expectations all of them our goal was ten thousand. we are over that we are headed hopefully towards our stretch goal of twenty thousand. yeah we, we so. now at, at fifteen thousand, riley and taylor and me are getting tattoos i think we are already yeah. i, I, don't I know. said 10 because you know my my flesh has already been forsaken by many a tattoo, so it's it's less for me. But uh, no, Riley, you, you're in fifteen. Yeah, uh, and the current count right now, as I'm watching it, is fourteen thousand four hundred and five. Oh, you're so, so close. Five hundred ninety-five people. Pretty darn good. We still got a whole week, guys. So you guys are just super generous. Of course, if you don't know, the Max Fun Drive is the one time a year where, since we are part of the Maximum Fun listener-supported network, we come to you and ask humbly that if you like what we do and you're in a position to do so, that you toss a few dollars our way and help us keep making our podcasts and new podcasts and better podcasts and all sorts of podcasts. (laughs) and uh we're doing it's it's going great this year we're just thrilled we're so excited and we'll tell you more about it in the middle of the show but well, not first. yet first the show, the show. <laughs> that's a, but that's now show <laughs> that's the best way to introduce see let me give you a tip i do i do more than one podcast so i'm all over oh, this <laughs> when you're when you're ready to do the show it's good to say now now it's show. the show it, it, it's a little it's a little cue like a little audio, audio cue to the listener that the show is happening like little, oh little trick for I, me I wasn't say. ready for it i'm glad they warned me <laughs> it's like a strap in for the goofs prepare myself show is happening that other stuff i don't know what it was but it wasn't show now show now it is show now show oh. okay so for the show <laughs> This is a great bit. I just want to just observing, not not partaking. <laughs> great bit. Great, great meta humor on the fact that we're starting a podcast. Almost as good as the pen bit. Almost as good as we're saying you just had a pen. That's, that's, of course, the classic bit where I had a pen the entire episode. You didn't know. You couldn't see it. But I did. I bet you felt it. I bet you felt that I was, I don't know, a little more like news anchorish. Like, like I had that authority and that confidence like of a Dan Rather or a head couple i also probably knew because you said well i have a pin well, you, <laughs> you know we i remember when we first or when i first joined we got a few tips from other actual podcast hosts Justin mcroy and one of the one things he said was don't reference visual things that people can't see and we continue <laughs> our one big throwback <laughs> callback it's what really keeps us a from succeeding visually aware of cool <laughs> breaking the rules still buffering doing listen. everything wrong how do you listen <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do things our own way okay all right i can't i'm i'm not living in my husband's shadow no, we're doing things our own way not you got that you grab that pen <laughs> sometimes that's wrong the wrong way <laughs> but it's fine because it's our way <laughs> we do <laughs> That's what that song My Way is about. It's about doing everything the wrong way, but being proud of it. No? <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Probably. Bad bits. Um, I've had a few. <laughs> <laughs> but we wanted to answer your questions because for Max Fun Drive, we like to do some shows that are a little more, a, a little special. Little Yeah. Most people have like special. celebrity guests and stuff. But we couldn't get that, so we have questions to answer for you. They, they wouldn't come on our show because sometimes we reference visual things that you can't see. So yeah, <laughs> so we stopped doing that. We'll never have celebrities on our show. <laughs> well, can we just reference true. a celebrity that no one can see, and they, we can just assume they're in the room with us <laughs> and just pretend they're yeah. there? Well, I mean, Skittles Joe has been in the room for every episode, every single episode. You just didn't know because he's just there eating Skittles. Uh, no, I mean, we had Lin Manuel Miranda on our show, so I don't. Yeah, I don't we're know good. We can... We're good up forever. Yeah, I think that counts. We're good for forever. Always. We're good. Yeah, <laughs> we, we can just brag about that forever. Yeah. Uh, no, we we asked you, our listeners, if you had any questions um, 
for any for any of us, but largely I always feel like one of the one of the unique things about our show, I hope, is that we have an actual real life teen. That's me. A, a teen we captured from the wild. <laughs> and just like hamsters. You don't know where they come from. D- they do but come from the wild. We got there. multiple responses. Yeah, we did get multiple yeah. responses that hamsters come from Oh man, I forget. But they do come from the wild. They, they, there are wild hamsters, but they're also wild teens, and we captured one. Yep. And she's on our show. It's me. And and so sometimes it's nice to be able to ask like teen questions of a real life teen, and then Taylor and I are here to joke about it, <laughs> <laughs> not answer your questions, and Feed say me with Diet Dr Pepper, and I'll answer your questions, and say, well, back in my day. <laughs> That's the voice I use. Charlie makes me play grandma with her sometimes. Uh-huh. Okay. And I say, okay, Charlie, back in mind. And my and mom gets so mad. Because she's a grandma. Because she's a grand Sydney, that's stereotyping grandmothers. <laughs> <laughs> she gets very mad about that. Because mom doesn't sound like that, to be fair. She that's doesn't true. sound anything like that. Yeah. Uh, so what's our first question? Uh, our first question comes from Kyra, who asks, do teens hate when their parents tag them in social media posts or comment on their <laughs> posts or accept friend requests from their friends? Ooh, this is dicey. Now, oh I want to preface this question that I didn't really want to answer because I didn't want to get in trouble, but Sydney and Taylor told me I should. Um, it's a good question. I think it's a like it's social a media question. rules for parents. Good question. Okay, I just want to preface this by saying I love my mom very much, and she is a wonderful person, and I am never annoyed by anything she does, ever, and I never hate anything she does. Now, before you answer, does that apply to Dad, too? A recent addition to both Facebook oh, and man, Twitter? Oh, man, I forgot about Tom Dog up in those. Um, Yeah, I love Dad, too. Nothing he does ever annoys me. But I will say, going off my friends' stories (laughs) about their parents on social media, (laughs) sometimes my friends find it very uh, annoying or frustrating or uh, some other word of that sort um, (laughs) when their parents comment on things on their social media and then tag them in a bunch of things and talk about them a lot on social media. Now, wait, is it okay? Let's start with, like, the basic. And I'm going to ask about Facebook, but to be fair... You guys aren't on Facebook, I'm right? I'm barely on Facebook. Te- teens aren't on Facebook. That's In case, if you haven't listened to some of our past episodes, you might not know this. Let me clue you in. Teens aren't on Facebook. No. That's it's fascinating to me. I only got on there to change my profile picture from me at Hamilton to me kissing a dolphin, which is one of the hardest decisions I've ever made. It's tough. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's a rough life, right? Yeah. <laughs> but teens are on Twitter. Yes. Teens are on Snapchat. And teens are on the gram. Okay. They're not on Facebook. Is it okay to uh, like, and I'm using the Facebook like, mm-hmm. or the Instagram heart, it's a or like. whatever else you would call it? Yes, it is fine to like. That's just like, hey, I like this. So an anonymous fine. like, no problem. I mean, it's not anonymous. Well, uh, it has your name attached to yeah, it. Yeah, but it's not like, I mean, it's not like it comes with like, uh, I love you, sweetie, you're adorable, mom. It's just like you click the heart or the thumbs up or whatever. Yeah, that's fine. No problem there. That's good. Okay. What about a comment? Like you post a picture of yourself kissing Mm -hmm. a dolphin. and It depends what the comment is. Mom's like, so cute. Okay. I love this. So cute is fine. I love this is fine. Um, My my personal Mm -hmm. favorites that I kind of have a love-hate relationship with are the ones where dad seems to frequent this kind of comment slash text (laughs) a lot, which is Rilo, indent, enter. This is super cute, and I love this. Also, I miss you. Also, here are three things unrelated to this post that are just things we were talking about earlier or things that I need you to remind me about. Love, Dad. He puts this on, on what? Well, there's a lot of texting, but oh, like okay. comments on stuff has also been like putting my name in it and then signing it. He writes it like from a letter. Dad. He yeah. writes it like a letter. That's That's true. What about like... Oh, my adorable baby girl, you were so cute in this picture. Mooch's mom. Mooch's. Like that kind of stuff. No. <sighs> the obvious, the obvious, like, parents trying to humiliate you stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's one, that's one thing. But what about, like, them posting about you? It depends like, tagging on what you in a post. Yeah. Uh, it depends on how frequent it is and what the post is. 
I will say there are some days where I come home and I have like 27 Facebook notifications and all of them are from mom. Just her <laughs> tagging me in various things and putting my name on things. And like, I don't mind it. And like, if you post about something cool I did, like, yeah, tell all your friends I did something good because like, I want everyone to know how great I am. <laughs> um, yeah, but but <laughs> I mean, but a lot I'm of that kidding. only you can but. see, right? That's kind of innocuous. Like, yeah, you get a bunch of notifications, but it's uh, not like your friends can see like, man, right? right. I got tagged in 10 things by your mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, which I guess I don't really think about that a lot, but. There are a lot of times where I will be tagged in stuff that I don't really understand its relation to me, but I seem to be tagged in it anyways. But but even if your friends did see it and they were like, man, Riley's mom tagged her in a lot of Facebook posts, maybe they would just think like, man, Riley's mom really loves and supports her and they must have a super great relationship. Now, Sydney, you know and teenagers. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a strong... What a strong support system that the teenager odds, must the have. The odds of that being the reasoning or the thought process in another teen's head seeing that are like one in seven trillion. Do you think it's so okay? No I I don't I don't know if mom has ever or dad has ever done this, but what about them accepting friend requests from your friends? Um, being friends with your friend or like I guess the similarly it would be like commenting on your friends instagram or tweeting back at your friends you know interacting will, with your yeah. friends on social media i guess i will I say, say my closest friends love mom so much they sometimes at our house they want to talk to mom more than they want to talk to me just because she talks to them about a lot of things and gives them advice well, yeah, don't, how do you feel don't, about it don't you kind of have the cool mom i do yeah. have the cool mom and i kind of like it because i like that my friends like my mom, my mom likes my friends because I just feel like everyone likes each other. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't really mind that as much just because I know that my friends like my mom just as much as she likes them. Okay. So generally you don't have like a lot of boundaries. No. No, because I, I mean. Do you think that's typical? Do you think that's representative of most people? I don't of your know. Maybe I or? just like, like my mom a lot more than all my friends like their moms. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not like a, like a, like a jab at anybody but i mean maybe i'm just closer to mom and see her as more of a friend and a mom than other teenagers just see their mom as a mom can we agree on the rule that like probably you would feel this way in most most teens if you're going to post a picture of me on the internet oh man. ask my permission yes first. yeah and th this is a thing I, again yeah. i love our mom but this is a thing she's guilty of where she'll say can i take a picture of you with these and i'll say mom don't you dare post this on facebook or don't you dare post this without showing me first she'll say oh i won't i won't i don't do that i don't post without permission and then i'll look on facebook the next day and i'll have a notification and it's that picture i told her not to post without showing me first and guess what she didn't show it to me first that I don't like when anyone does it. Not just mom. When anyone posts a picture of me that I did not approve first. Um, mm. I don't mind like the baby picture thing. Mom does no, that. No, baby like, pictures she did are that fine. for my birthday. And I yeah. Don't, I don't mind. But that like recent pictures were like, I was not prepared. I did not get a chance to adjust myself. I did not chance to pose or do my hair. Mm -hmm. Can't okay. have that. Okay. We have some rules of engagement. Yeah. What's our next question? Uh, our next question question is actually a combination of two questions that both have to do with a topic that we get asked about a lot which is teen slang um the first question comes from jesse who asks what does being extra mean or basic or other words short one word describing words mean i get it i get what you're asking jesse yeah I, I understand after reading it um and then meredith asks is dabbing still really a thing or are my teenage students being ironic in their continued dabbing enthusiasm and then we also had a twitter user ask us if zesty was a new teen slang. yeah <laughs> and I, we've talked about slang before but it's ever evolving it right. is ever evolving um and sydney i didn't know that you didn't know what being extra meant no i've never heard extra i mean well i mean i know i've never heard of the word extra before <laughs> <laughs> i know the word extra like you know extra extra read all about it newsies <laughs> yeah I, I i just watched the movie waiting again for the millionth time last night and i just thought maybe it was like a cool movie reference to being that extra and to make ordinary extraordinary but i'm wrong <laughs> it's, it's not a niche comedy from the early 2000s references <laughs> <it? No. laughs> uh being extra mostly has a negative connotation um, just because when someone you would say is being extra is when they're like going over the top or another thing people say a lot is doing the most like 
the example I used when explaining it to Sydney was if someone showed up to school and they like got out of like you know their super nice car and they had like the super done up outfit with like hair done and makeup done and the nice bag and like shoes and you know all that kind of thing and they were like super snotty about it they were being so extra because they had so much going on it's like they're trying too hard almost I guess that's like the best equivalent that's interesting because i was gonna say that that reminds me of another i guess a slang term that i've heard and i i guess to define one slang with another is to be a try hard girl Mm -hmm. is like Mm. a it's not a good thing it's like you're 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 trying you're you're trying too hard to be yeah extra (laughs) i could see i could figure that one out a bit yeah well it's right there (laughs) (laughs) but yeah okay that's yeah that's how i would define it that makes sense. I've yeah. never you. I mean, I understand it. It seems a little mean. It is a little mean. A lot of slang words are actually pretty mean. Yeah, because like, what's wrong with like? Because I, I don't know, and I, I bet I could be accused sometimes. Like nine times out of ten, I look like a hot mess. But if I've got a night off and somewhere to go, I'd probably take it to the extra. My shoes are yeah. dead. My hair's done. My outfit's good. I'm definitely over accessorized. I definitely have too much makeup on, and I like it. No, I've definitely done that before. Go like take pictures with friends and like put on the nicest outfit I have. Take like an hour picking it out and try on 30 different things and put on all the makeup I own. Do my hair all nice. I'm doing the most. I'm being extra. Mm -hmm. The solution for that is have a two-year-old and then you'll never be extra again. (laughs) Just have an eternal two-year-old. Well, I never yeah. age in general. Have a, have a child. Have a Peter Pan. <laughs> and now it's like, are my pants clean? Yes, I'm leaving the house. That's Sydney's doing extra. <laughs> Do I have pants do. on? No, I'm going back in the house. <laughs> Socks don't match. Not a problem. That's the, that one's fine. Um, and See, the other even one a kid, was in there. <laughs> was basic. And I, we've talked about basic before. I think. I don't know if we've covered basic. I feel like it's permeated a lot yeah of different basic just means like i don't know having i I feel like i'm describing a word by using the same word just basic tendencies like like kind of like the most uh like you like all the most popular things i think might be a a way of kind of like objectively like you like the band that's most popular right now you wear the clothes that are most popular right now you you know you watch the shows that everybody's watching like there's I don't know. You, you like yeah, you, you like know, pumpkin spice yeah. lattes. <laughs> pumpkin spice lattes, Adele yoga pants, um, and Ugg boots. Uh, yeah, is that yeah, is that fair? <laughs> Riley's getting mad. <laughs> I don't wear my Ugg boots anymore, but the shoes I'm wearing right now are very basic shoes at the moment, and I like them. And they're very comfortable, and I'm wearing yoga pants. I'm you know, yoga pants, to Adele actually. in the car this morning. I, I and mean, Adele is great. Adele is amazing. I was drinking a pumpkin spice latte yesterday. She's a rare talent. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, maybe it's just things that are like I don't. I understand what the word basic means, and I understand it as an insult. But I don't think that. Like, I think to me, it's more just like something that's just really easy, kind of mindless to like. Like, it's it. It doesn't require any uniqueness. It doesn't really say anything about you. Which is like, well, who wouldn't like a pumpkin spice latte? So sure, yeah, and and I think that that stuff is actually super okay. Like you know, I have plenty of nights where it's just like, you know what I want to do? I want to like just watch some some dumb dumb reality TV and turn my brain off and be super basic. Yeah, see, I yeah, I agree with you. I don't think I mean it. I think it definitely when people say it in popular culture, they mean it in a mean way. Yeah. Um, but that's not, no, I mean, we all like, there, there's thing. popular things are popular for a reason. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to like a show that is universally accepted as a good show. I mean, I like, I like, I always say MASH was my favorite TV show. I don't think I'm like a revolutionary. It was like one of, in its time, it was the most popular TV show ever. Yeah. It, its finale was only beaten out in, in like watches by the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not like a. You know me, I'm just so unique and different. No, those mash people. Oh, mash. <laughs> well, I mean, like, the likelihood of me to watch, like, a Herzog documentary or an episode of Hoarders, equal parts. Like, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, mm, I should have some, like, whole grain cereal for my brain. Sometimes I'm like, I'm going to have cake. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shark tanks on. Yep. You know, I have to make an observation about both of these words. I think that... In general application, they're applied to women, and I think it's kind of a 
crappy way of policing women on either end of the spectrum. You're trying too hard to be unique. You're not trying hard enough to be unique. You're extra. You're basic. That's it, right? Excellent point. Yeah. You're you're exactly right. I can't. I mean, do you think they are widely applied to men as much as women? No. I think it's definitely more a female. Because I've heard basic tied with another B word that is derogatory and unflattering towards women. Yeah. Largely. Mm -hmm. Um, unless you want to appropriate it for yourself, but yeah, like somebody else can't make that call for right, you. right, right. Talking about the B word. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really glad that we're having uh, all new ways to um, police and insult women uh, every all the time. <laughs> we're just constantly evolving. <laughs> every generation comes up with a new way. Yeah. Now, zesty is not a word I have heard. I mean, like I've heard um, the word zesty. The only but... person I've heard use this word ever is Justin. Justin likes the word zesty. I've never used this word. I've never heard fellow teens use this word. Wait, is this the edge know. of a trend? Is this something that's just starting? Can you Are get on that zesty train before it begins? Let's ride that wave. Yeah. Let's ride that zesty wave. I like it's super positive. To me, it makes me think of Taco Bell ads from the 90s, but that's not a problem. <laughs> it's a great that's reference. Okay. <laughs> Isn't there like a zesty sauce or something? Yeah. You want to be zesty? Yeah. Like, Yeah. Bright. I like zesty. Maybe a little spicy. Zesty. No, no, the last part was, is dabbing really a thing or is it ironic? I think it's an ironic thing at this point. People do it like as a making fun of it, but also like it's funny. You know okay. what I mean? Like it, it's an ironic thing. It's like the point. Macarena. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's the Macarena of its time. Sure. People started out like, this is a dance where they give me instructions. Like, I have instructions. I like it. Well, I mean, they don't tell you, but like, everybody knows what to do. Like, the it's- song that's like, this is when you dab. <laughs> is there a song where they tell you to dab? No. Oh. I just mean like, Macarena was big because like, oh, I already know what to do. <laughs> I already learned this thing and we can all do it together and I'm part of the in crowd. I would like to this say like that. The cha-cha what? slider, you know, the cha-cha slide where they yeah. just tell you what to do. I wish more. I wish every song that played at a dance club told me how to dance. That would be. I would dance. Then I can follow. I'm really good at following instructions. I'm terrible at dancing. (laughs) I like that the cha cha slide evolved into like we can think of it like the Dougie, where it was a little more enigmatic. Like there is a Dougie. Teach me how to do it. You don't know (laughs) because it's it's still a mystery. I'm leaving it open ended, but you teach me how. Wasn't there one that was just like lean back? Uh, that's nice. That's simple. Yeah. yeah, I like that one. Just lean back, relax. <laughs> mm. so, so dab is not a thing anymore. I think it's an ironic thing at this point. Uh, before we talk about Max Fun Drive, let's talk about Alicia's question. Let's let's talk. Okay. What? <laughs> that lead in. Yeah. All right. Um, Alicia asked, do you guys have any piercing slash tattoos and would you like to get any more? Now... I, I don't want us to just talk about ourselves. I thought yeah. this was a good intro to the general question about like piercings and tattoos today versus our generation. I mean, right. Taylor has already referenced in this episode that she has many tattoos. Many a tattoo. Many. And you have several piercings. I do. I have Not- a couple, two in each ear. And I, well, I had a septum piercing. It fell out when I was in Japan last year oh, no. and i haven't gotten mm-hmm. it replaced yet and i really miss it and i want to get it back someday someday no. um i have a tattoo and then i've got same thing two holes in both my ears and mm. then a uh, cartilage piercing um i have no tattoos and i have <laughs> one tattoo? piercing in each ear there and i the thing that i think is interesting is when tay when i feel like when we were in school like piercings were very much in on trend like yeah. get as many holes in your ears as you can um the cartilage piercing was big the tragus piercing like the one little piece in your, <sighs> your ear you mm. know that piercing was big uh lip rings eyebrow rings were huge oh yeah that was a very cool thing to get nose mm. nose piercings were big belly button rings were i mean like i i had like there's a moment i remember from my teen life where i really contemplated it Mm-hmm. I didn't do it, mm-hmm. but I, I like, it was so popular that I even felt the pressure. Like this is so out of character for me, but maybe I should. I, yeah. I, I will say that even now, um, it's very popular for, to get the whole ear, like not just like the cartilage and the tragus mm-hmm. and the regular piercings. Like literally, I guess there is, you can get it pierced just all along the edge of your ear mm-hmm. and that's totally fine. 
like all of those and then all the ones in the middle and then belly button piercings and the nose piercings on the side of your nose not the septum piercings but the side of your nose are very mm-hmm. popular i don't have any of those because needles scare me and i've never felt the pain of a real piercing because i was um asleep under anesthesia when i got my ears pierced she was getting her tonsils out i don't want you think yeah that. no they didn't put me under just to take just to pierce my ears i was getting my tonsils Damn, taken crazy. out and the doctor was like hey i'm also certified to pierce ears and i have the piercing gun do you want me to pierce your ears while you're under i was like okay that is the weirdest multitask i've wow it's mm-hmm. an amazing dual service that that person offers it was like the perfect age i was like seven it was like right in like second grade and everyone was getting their ears pierced and i was like man i want to get my ears pierced but i don't want to feel that pain never had to i was like you don't know that rite of passage of sitting in claire's in the mall watching everybody walk by as they hold the guns up to your ear i will say i do want a second piercing even though i never wear earrings i just feel like i would wear them more if i had two because it feels like it looks more like a look if i don't know for some reason if you have two in one ear than if you just have one in one ear hmm I want to get a second one, but I'm mm. too scared. Um, and tattoos. I actually noticed a lot of people at my school, still in high school, getting tattoos. That's interesting. Yeah. That, that's That didn't... I don't remember any kids in our school mm. having tattoos. Like yeah. piercings, yes, but yeah. tattoos were still very taboo. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say, too. I, I don't... I mean, that was... It would be rare. And I, I see not just, like you said, your friends getting tattoos, but like I see kids in my in my real job, I see kids with tattoos yeah i mean obviously their parents are signing off on it and i'm not saying it's a good or bad thing like i don't i don't really think it matters i think like charlie's too i probably wouldn't let her get a tattoo now yeah i don't know if you can't get a baby tattoo (laughs) baby tattoo yeah i think i'm firmly against baby tattoos um but when she's i mean you know i the i I think it's one of those like whatever you're going to put on your body is going to be there forever if you're cool with that go for it yeah Um, i mean your body's not even going to be there forever so whatever well, that was very dark, Tay. Well, Thank you. <laughs> oh, no, I just mean, you know, it's it's just the thing you take take through life with you. Um, I also don't know if apparently if it's a like a every state thing that you can get a tattoo under eighteen if you have an adult to sign off on it. Yeah, because I, I had a I I I will be getting a tattoo soon because we're going to hit fifteen thousand in the next one drive, and I I actually really want one. Um, but. You can get it. Our local tattoo place, you can get one under. There's probably an age limit. You can't be like seven, but. I don't know what I don't know what the rules are. I know that I know that you're going to have to get parental permission, but I don't know, like, how low does that go? Like a 12 year old can a 13 year old, you know, But I mean, I'm less than two years away from being 18. And mom already said she would sign off on it. But I didn't know that wasn't like a I had a lot of people asking me, can you get one under 18 in West Virginia? And I mean. As far as I know, I have friends that have gotten them under 18. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm going to, I don't know if there are any laws in the books, but uh, my friends that are tattoo artists all seem to have pretty tight rules for who they will tattoo at what age and when. Like, and I just mean like, you know, like if you don't have a tattoo, they usually won't, they won't agree to like some big crazy thing. If you're very young, they'll kind of drill you on. Come on. Like, I think it's super cool that tattoo artists take on a lot of responsibility to, Mm-hmm. give their clients the things that they think they'll actually be happy with down the line yeah so yeah and i'm sure they also don't want like angry parents storming in no yeah not. I, I think if you show up with like a hand you know scribbled note like yeah it's my mom like, like no no no, <laughs> we're not getting no. into this <laughs> um all right girls i want to talk about the max fun drive well do it cindy is that okay that's fine. absolutely like i already Whatever. like i already alluded to uh we are part of the Maximum Fun Network of Podcasts, uh, which brings you a lot of wonderful shows, wonderful content, and we are listener-supported, so we depend on donations from wonderful people like you to keep us going. So that means that once a year, we have a Max Fun Drive, where we come to you and, and humbly request uh, a few of your dollars. Just a few of them. Just a few. If you like what we do, if you like the other shows on our network, um, this is a great moment to to turn that turn that like into action. That was that'll be our new catchphrase because it was so good. Turn that like into action. (laughs) It's only once a year that we're going to ask you for this, Um, and uh, the reason that we think you should do it is that, well, one, it makes you feel great because then you listen to our show and you know you're part of it. I made that. You are part of uh, enabling us to continue making our shows and making our shows better and 
getting new podcasts on our network and all other wonderful things that we do. Um, we had an in initial goal of 10,000 members. We're now working on our stretch goal of 20,000 new and upgrading members. And we're currently at about like 14,400. So, mm -hmm. so we're getting there. there. Help us, help us get there. Yeah. Um, and uh, there are wonderful gifts. That's the other thing. If you are joining for the first time or if you're already a member, thank you, first yeah. of all. If you want to upgrade, if you're in a position to do so, this is a great time to do it because you get gifts. Do, uh, do either of you want to talk about what kind of great gifts you can get? I can tell everyone about the gifts. I like the gifts. Um, so if you donate $5 a month, you get exclusive bonus content from every show in the entire network, not just the ones you listen to. Hopefully the ones you listen to, you'll listen to. But not just the ones you listen to. And also from every Max Fun Drive ever in existence. Um, we did a bonus episode this year that was uh, My Sister, My Sister, and Me. And I guess it was really funny because a lot of people liked it. So you get to listen to that. And our one <laughs> I guess from last it was year funny. with mom. I don't know. <laughs> we tried but, really hard. <laughs> we made one last year with our mom on it. And you can also listen to that. Um, and that's $5 a month. For $10 a month, you get a drive-exclusive enamel pin designed by Megan Lynn Cott, who designed the bandanas for the gift last year. Um, and you get to pick the show that you like the most, the pin for, and you get it for $10 a month and the exclusive bonus content. Uh, for $20 a month, you get the Keep in Touch kit, which has nine custom note cards plus envelopes, a four-color rocket pin, a Getting There rocket stamp, and a rocket-shaped candle that smells like a freshly sharpened pencil and friendship. Um, so you get that for $20 a month and for $35 a month, you get a pair of rocket engraved beer mugs, which like, I can't even drink beer yet, but I want the mugs just because they're cool. I think I'll you drink could drink anything out of that mug. I mean, you can drink That's anything true. out of them. That's true. It's a, any kind of mug. beer. I'll put my root beer in these mugs. Yeah. Um, for $100 a month, you get membership in the Inner Circle, which is a Maximum Fun Monthly Culture Club. And for $200 a month, you get free registration for Maximum Fun Con 2018. And the gifts are all, whatever you donate, you get the gifts for the level below. So if you donate $20 a month, you get the coupon touch kit and a pin and the exclusive bonus content and so on and so forth. So if you can, if you, if you like what we do, if you, if you enjoy our shows or any of the shows on the network, um, this would be a great time to... Uh, support our show by becoming a Maximum Fun monthly member. And that's one thing to know. All these gifts are only available if you're a monthly member, not for yes. a one-time donation. But we still appreciate one-time donations. Yeah. They're still wonderful. Of we just course. want you to get the gifts. Yeah. Because they're great. Um, so how do our listeners donate if they want to? Taylor, where should they go? Well, they should go to MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Uh, you select the membership level that is right for you, and uh, you just put in your credit card, some other basic info, uh, including what shows you listen to, and there you go. You're a member. Your donation will process automatically each month. You don't have to do anything else uh, unless the card expires or you decide to cancel. So it's super simple. Just go to MaximumFun.org and click Donate. There you go. It's that easy. Yeah. And obviously pick the shows you listen to, hopefully ours. Because I mean, if you're listening to our show right now, you listen to our you, shows. Like so. what? We got you. <laughs> <laughs> Tricked you. We know you're listening. But uh, do it now while it's on your mind. Um, if you're like me, you got to do things right away. Because otherwise, if you... I do that with texts all the time. If I don't answer them right now, I I'll might forget. never answer them. Because I'll forget that I looked at it. And yep. there goes my day. But uh, do it now if you can. We super appreciate it. Um, we, we love our listeners. And if you're able to throw a few dollars our way to help us keep doing this, then... Um, that's just all the better. So yeah. MaximumFun.org, click on donate or MaximumFun.org forward slash donate either way and uh, help us out. Yeah. yeah. And, and seriously, to all the people that have already donated, it's it's humbling and amazing. And I I, I don't even fully understand. <laughs> you guys are awesome. It's, it's so cool to be a part <laughs> yeah. of something like this. That's absolutely the truth, Tay. Thank you all. Yes. So let's do some more questions. All right. Uh, this next question is my favorite. And I wanted to answer it because I actually think it was taken as a, uh, does this actually happen? This can't actually happen, but it actually does with teens. Um, so Zach asked, how seriously do Snapchat streaks get taken? <laughs> My age group uses Snapchat, but I never really pay attention to Snap streaks, but I became aware of all these videos online of younger kids crying because of their Snapchat streaks being broken. Do older teens consider streak breaking to be serious at all? And let me tell you, Yes, they do. If you're unaware of what a Snapchat streak is, it's if you Snapchat someone back and forth um, for a certain number of days, I think it's three days in a row, 
then you get a snapshot streak and then every day after that you continue it adds another day and it gets broken if one person doesn't respond within 24 hours of the other person um and i have friends who have 200 and 300 day snapchat streaks and i have a friend who gave up social media for lint and gave his snapchat login account to another person just to keep their snapchat streaks going for the 40 days of lint teens take snapchat streaks so seriously can you put this on like your college applications like to show that your consistency i cannot think of, i'm trying to think of any corollary like any equivalent like well yeah it's sort of like when we i know i got this, nothing I, and it was hard to talk about in terms of both generations but this is just a very important matter i have had friends be seriously mad at me for not answering snapchats because it's just like it's just like text i'll see it come in but i'll be in a place where i can't answer it right then so i forget about it and then i just don't answer it for the rest of the day and then it's been 24 hours and the snapchat streak is gone but i have friends who will be very upset but you don't get anything you just you just get the 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 beautiful (laughs) knowledge of maintaining a snapchat streak yeah like next to their name on your snapchat it's like a little fire emoji and then the number of days you've had a streak. But they don't like give you money or tacos or anything that teens like. <laughs> no, not money or tacos. Skateboards. Pieces <laughs> of pizza things. skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> pizza, skateboards. Um, uh, red cars. Yeah. <laughs> like a know. dog on a skateboard. <laughs> eating a piece of pizza. That'd be really cool, actually. I want to see a dog on a skateboard eating pizza. <laughs> With a hat on that's backwards and some cool shades. <laughs> Uh, yep. Do you know I learned we were pl- I was playing a game with uh, we went and visited Rachel and Griffin and uh, and baby Henry over the weekend and we were playing this game and I learned in this game context that only like five percent of people like, admit to regularly wearing a baseball cap backwards. But I feel like a lot more people in that wear baseball caps backwards. Who's trying to hide That's the true. fact that they wear baseball caps backwards? I don't know. I don't know if people are hiding it or I mean, certainly they do. I have in my existence worn a baseball cap backwards, but I wouldn't say I do it on a regular basis. I think I have maybe once in my entire life. I, I think every now and then I take my baseball cap, and I put it on backwards and I look in the mirror and you go, you'll never be that cool. And I flip it the right way. <laughs> <laughs> See, I do. And I think now I look like Luke from Gilmore Girls, <laughs> who's one of my idols currently. <laughs> I love Luke. That's who I am on Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Mm. I'm Luke. That's pretty fair. Mom keeps saying I'm uh, Paris. Paris. No, yeah. you're just but trying no, to get no. up to shake that Paris rap. I'm sorry. It's. I'm not. I'm Luke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Uh, well, but grumpy, I wish I owned a diner. But also Paris is just you. <laughs> My nephew's going to be on Heroes someday. Um, sorry. <laughs> do you want one other question? Yeah. Um, this one comes from Mackenzie, who asks, how do teens learn to cook or sew? My mom and grandmas and granny did these things and taught me, but our teen niece learns from the men folk to cook and doesn't do much home craft. Do other teens? I think this is an interesting question because, like, there are things I can crochet because mom taught me. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, I don't know that I would have sought it out independently had she not done it and i saw it and thought i'd like to learn and i don't remember like who knows did i ask or did she offer i don't remember one way or another i i osmosed it from her (laughs) um and there are a lot of things that i learned how to do just because mom or or mama or papa did them sometimes Mm -hmm. dad dad wasn't like much of a home craft kind of guy that's very true you know same idea my suspicion is that that's not where you guys learn most no skills um I will say I don't really know how to cook that well. Like if you give me a recipe. See, I have this debate with mom all the time. They get me off on a tangent. There's a difference between cooking and baking. And there's a difference between the kind of people who like to cook and the kind of people who like to bake. Because I can only bake. I cannot cook. Because baking, you have a set list of instructions <laughs> and measurements. And it's science. And you do them. So, like, I don't, I don't know how to cook and, like, come up with recipes and, like, taste flavors and mix ingredients and all that kind of stuff you throw in whatever you want just do whatever don't follow a recipe when you're cooking um but i can bake because you can follow a recipe and i know how to do that from online i mean you find a recipe online or you watch someone making something cool online and you want to do it so you follow their video um but yeah i'd say just 
doing online i mean anything i'd be interested in doing i could look up a tutorial on youtube and literally anything would be there taylor are you a baking or a cooking person yeah uh i mean i don't know like i'm i'm kind of both because i've always heard it broken down like cooking is art and baking is science and i i'm definitely more artistic than scientific but um i i love both these things i also regularly it's like cooking. I'm, I design menus for cocktail menus for the restaurant I work at. And, um, mm-hmm. and there's, both, there's both science and art to that. There's a lot of things that you just have to do. You can't, you can't get too creative when you're staying in the confines of stuff that can, you know, curdle or burn or whatever. But you also, there's a lot of just like flavor matching and stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I, I'm involved heavily in both, I'd say. What about you, Sid? You know, you'd think I was a baking person, but I'm definitely a cooking person. I know you are. I hate when you have to measure and follow rules. I rarely Mm. follow directions. Even when I have a recipe that I'm doing, like, for something I'm cooking, I only loosely follow it. I usually, like, change things just... Even if I don't necessarily want to change something, I just feel like I should add something or do something different. No. (laughs) Um, Justin goes crazy because of it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. He hates it. Um, But... I, I mean, I think baking is science to a certain extent. Like when you're making like cupcakes, you follow the exact recipe and you get the cupcakes. But then when it comes to decorating the cupcakes, you can be artistic with it and then you can well, be that's creative. True. Well, that's, that's, like, that's the yeah. end of it. Yeah. But um, I just think it's interesting because it, in some ways it opens you up to new things. If like your inclination to cook something is to go to YouTube. Mm-hmm you might learn a better way or a faster way or something different to, to do something than necessarily your parents could show you. Yeah. Right. Um, because they probably learned it from one of their family members who learned mm-hmm. it from one of their family members, you know, and sometimes just because something's handed down doesn't necessarily mean it's the best way or the quickest way or right. certainly not the only way. So you have more, a broader range, but I, I really like, um, I've been trying to, expand my knitting abilities <laughs> i learned You're how so to knit cool. i know i'm so cool i learned how to knit for my roommate in college she showed me how to knit mm-hmm. like sat next to me and i got my needles and we showed me how and moved my hands around and showed me what i was doing wrong and that's how i learned i have been trying to watch youtube videos to expand my knitting abilities and i cannot make it happen i need a human i, need I was a gonna human say i think me. that has to do with how you learn like maybe, you c- maybe I, I'm sure there are podcasts that teach you how to do certain things. Maybe I, I could not listen to someone just tell me to do something, be able to do it. I need to watch someone do it, but I can't have someone do it for me because then I just get upset. I need to watch someone do it and I can do it. Um, but I mean, if you need someone, they're helping you, obviously YouTube's not going to like send, send their creator to your door. Send, send them to my house. Either that or I just suck at knitting. That's the other possibility. Well, but I mean, it is interesting, Riley. I think that your generation is, you are more adept at, at a lot of things like I, makeup is the, the first thing I think of, but I, I think that cooking along the same lines, because you do have access to people showing you how to do them to like lots of resources. And whereas mm-hmm. when we were teenagers, if I was like, I want to know how to make, I don't know, something I would have wanted to know how to do as a teenager, real Japanese ramen. Well, I don't know where the resources are for that. I bought the pack of ramen at the store and I put it in a microwave and I was done. But, you know, in today's yeah. day and age, you could go to the inter- gone to the internet and found a, a million unique ways of doing the thing that you're interested, you're curious about. Yeah. So yeah. I think, I think I mean, you guys pick up a lot of life skills through that that we never really had yeah. access to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I love to bake. And uh, there's a YouTuber I follow who just makes uh, Nerdy Nummies is for <laughs> series. And it's just a series of various baking recipes that are all have to do with nerdy culture. No, I just know how to make all those things. And and you also avoid pitfalls, such as the first time that Justin and I had pizza in our couple life, and I took the pizza that we were done with and stored it in the oven. Which is what said, all of us were what, taught to do. What what are you doing? And I said, well, it's for tomorrow. <laughs> he said, well, this, you can't put it. I mean, like, why are you turning the oven on? No, no, no. You just keep your pizza, your old pizza. You keep it in the oven until yes. you eat it again. That's where it stays. And he said, no, that's insane. You put it in the refrigerator. What are you thinking? It's food. There's meat on there. Are you crazy? And I couldn't under and like maybe if I'd had YouTube I would have known. <laughs> would they? You would have looked up on YouTube how to store pizza. <laughs> not in the oven. Places not to store pizza. The oven. Your closet. Outside. <laughs> I don't think that there are. I, I guarantee there are crazier things 
that people have looked up on YouTube than how to store that's, pizza. That's uh, true. If we'd had if we'd had access back then, I probably would have looked up. Is it actually okay to microwave raw chicken till it's cooked? Because that's a thing that we <laughs> thought was okay. <laughs> when yep. We were I actually had to have Sydney explain the logic to me of why you can't store pizza in the oven like three years ago when I tried to keep pizza in a hot car for like a six hour car ride. Yeah. We Didn't got, understand why that wasn't about the danger thing. zone. <laughs> yep. Temperature danger zone. Mm-hmm. Um, how about how about Jamie's question? What's Jamie's question? She asks, in your classes at school, do your teachers use media on a regular basis? I'm talking PowerPoint, Prezi, what have you. I'm an education student, and so many of my peers use these things pretty much all the time. I'm not a fan personally, but is this something you see a lot in classrooms? Do you like it? Is it distracting? What sort of stuff do today's cool teens find engaging in the classroom? Um, yeah what do i i was curious about this because like when i think about technology that my teachers used more so in high school they were still using the overhead projector Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. like the pieces of whatever laminate that you just put on there and like write math problems on yeah and stuff and they just project on the board um obviously we had moved on from chalkboards to whiteboards Mm -hmm. so we had advanced in that arena but i never remember I mean, I really can't remember a single teacher using any kind of computerized PowerPoint, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like there was no, I mean, I, Tay, I don't know if you had something different. I mean, in med school, oh. in med school, I had teachers who did PowerPoints, but I still had teachers who used slides, like actual yeah. slides in med school, like with a slide projector. Mm-hmm. So I, I remember our, uh, our astronomy teacher and he was like the, <laughs> I guess he was like the technologically advanced teacher in high school, giving us PowerPoint presentations on the regular uh but uh i don't know he was he was the outlier like that yeah he was he was ahead of the curve yeah uh today i have one teacher specifically who uses youtube a lot to teach us so he'll use like the uh, crash course videos from john and hank green um in my history class or he'll have us make youtube videos for psychology we had to create one based off an altered state of consciousness and we had to pick one and then make a video representing it and post it on youtube um we've had powerpoints is how we do all of our lectures like all Mm -hmm. the note taking we do he'll just put up the slides and lecture about them and i'll have a few bullet points on them um yeah i'd say every single class every day we're using some sort of PowerPoint or video or something along those lines. That's yeah. really interesting. That that's far beyond the occasional wheeling in the teacher or the teacher wheeling in the TV strapped to the oh yeah rolly thing. Oh, man. I remember that from elementary that school. Though. I mean, we were still doing that in high school. Like mm-hmm. here's this for us to, and then I'll pop in a VHS. Or yeah. If we're really if we're really ahead of the curve of DVD. Um, The one thing I didn't even think of because it doesn't even seem like technology, I mean, it is technology, but it doesn't seem weird to me, is turning in assignments online. Mm -hmm. So, like, we have a whole website um, that's just, we have a classroom set up, and the teacher can post the assignment on there and the description of it and, like, links to any documents we need. And then there's a button that just says turn in, and you can attach your file to it, and it shows her, like, she can set a time, like, midnight on this day it's due, or, like, Mm 7 in the morning on this day. And um, you just she'll see what time you turned it in and she can read it from there and grade it, which is how we turn in all of our assignments in English class. That's no, really interesting. Have, yeah, it is really cool. It's a really cool shift. Do you, you still all have textbooks, of course, like actual physical. Yes, which I have problems with because there are schools in our area that have um, iPads that are distributed to all the students. I think they're ones you can only use in school. Like you can't take them with you, mm-hmm. but they have all of the textbooks loaded onto them for all of your classes and I will say I have three ginormous textbooks that weigh so much and like break my back every single day in my backpack. And I use them maybe once a month. This issue hmm. is really hard for me because I, I thought about this. Um, and in college, there were a couple of resources where I could have found my books online. Not not in high school at all. That wasn't mm-hmm. available. And in um, med school, all of the notes were available electronically although a lot of teachers would print them out sometimes Mm -hmm. although even that kind of is fading and it was hard for me personally to make the transition because even though i get it and you're right it makes more sense to have them electronic it does why Mm -hmm. are we printing all these and they cost so much money Mm -hmm. these textbooks but i like touching 
things. I, I like having I a book too. that I can open and then flip back and then look. I like that so much better. I like no, like for studying. I like notes that I can flip through and highlight and touch and turn and write things mm-hmm. on. And all of it, like I tried to do the switch to electronically. And it was so hard for me because mm-hmm. I just don't think and learn and touch that. I don't know. Yeah. But you're right. It makes sense. Uh, yeah. I, I agree. I like the tactile. I like having a book. Um, mm-hmm. But also in reference to high school, I was a chronic textbook doodler. And I always got really mm-hmm. excited when I got a doodled in textbook. You know, it felt like a way of leaving your mark secretly in a school system. Like there yeah. are there are 30 to 40 textbooks if they're still in rotation at Huntington High School that have crappy little anime drawings in them via me. So <laughs> you can't. You, I think that is cool, though. There know. is something kind of romantic and and fun and like a little time capsule. Yeah, yeah but then you always get butts drawn in your books. Yeah, you get butts, well, but you also get other stuff. <laughs> it just knows like, just oh, this is so boring. Um, but I will say that the only, I mean, I like having a book, but when it comes to carrying around a ginormous, like, 900-page big hardback textbook, um, and we're being tested on the material, we're lectured on in class, which is an, an electronic PowerPoint that you have access to online, and I still take paper notes from it, um, because for some reason we're not allowed to have laptops in school, which I don't get because they're still writing paper notes and we could be typing notes and we could be doing things on our laptops in school, but that's not allowed. That's a whole other issue, but we're being tested on the stuff that's online and the stuff that we're learning in class, but we still have to have our textbooks because we have to do so much stuff out of the regular textbook. I think we're in a transitional period. I mean, I think you're right. Electronic is where everything's going. And that's, that's, I mean, I can't see a good argument other than like, I just like books a lot. Yeah. I mean, even <laughs> our, it. yeah, our state testing went from big booklets mm-hmm. that you went through and did section by section and turned them in paper copy and had the Scantron sheets to all of it's on a computer. We, yeah. Well, and that makes sense. I mean, that's, we've been right. like, like that's, but, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. That all of it has changed. I mean, all my weekly quizzes for my AP classes are online. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. Our teachers trust us to do them at home and online because you can so easily cheat, but they trust us. Um, do we have time? I want to get to mom's question. You want to get to mom's question? <laughs> I want to get to mom's question. Is that cool? Tindy, you read mom's question. We're almost out of time, and I don't want to. I don't want to lose mom. Our mom asked us a question, which is just adorable because it's mom. <laughs> I love mom. Mom lives with you. Uh huh. You should go to disaster all the time. Yeah. But she asks those questions, and uh, like I think we should answer mom's questions. All right, Um, I'm game. I'm down. She she wants to know Taylor. This is for you and me. She wants to know why uh, do people? Oh no, I guess it's for you too, Riley. Why do people in both of our generations like Buffy so much? Why do we like Buffy so much? Did, did people I mean, in great. both of our generations like Buffy so much, or did we just like no. Buffy so much that we made you like yeah. it? Riley? I think I wouldn't have known about it if you all hadn't told me about it. Like, it's not like a yeah. popular thing in modern culture. It, you all were what, the ones that introduced me to it. Why wouldn't it be? Like, if you showed it to your friends, if they sat down well, and no, watched it, they'd it, love it, Well, no, if I showed it to it, my right? friends, they'd really dig it. I mean, it's it's vampires, I it's think sexy, it's, just, it's I think it's just because now you have the Vampire Diaries, which is nowhere near as good as Buffy, but it is modern, it is still going on, and is very hot with the teens. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has modern references modern culture modern actors that are still you know right it's like buffy plus snapchat yeah it's like if you took (laughs) buffy and made it 2017 yeah which buffy is still better but people are more drawn to the one that's going on now well you know buffy Buffy was funny and it was clever and it was cool and well I mean, it holds up really well. Like, I, I recently made yeah. the mistake of trying to go back and watch Sex in the City, which I remember thinking was, like, racy and fun, like, occasionally. That was some, some basic content that I would regularly consume, and, mm-hmm. like, as a teenager. Mm-hmm. And, like, like oh, man, this is just cringy. Like, there is this is so problematic. They make so many weird, horrible statements about lots of things that I feel very differently about. But Buffy, because it was written by relatively woke for the for most part joss whedon i think it's still like you don't have that weird kind of like it gets dated by how behind its its social outlook was you know Hmm. i think you're right and i think mm-hmm. there's a lot of i mean you could get into the the 
Buffy allegory with, you know, the teen years and growing up and challenges that she faces. I mean, there's tons that could be said and written and I'm sure already has about that. Um, But I think one of the things we talk about a lot on the show is that there are certain teen experiences that are a little bit universal, that are transcendent and that the, the accessories change and the technology changes and the fashions change. But this experience you can connect to um, and that's not just true about Buffy. There are books that are hundreds of years old that we say the same thing about. So, you know, I mean, I think that's part of it. Yeah. Buffy then, is a modern I mean, classic is what you're saying. <laughs> I'm saying Buffy is a modern classic. I'm saying, please stop making people read House of the Seven Gables once and for all. <laughs> watch and have instead. them watch Buffy instead. <laughs> um, Mom also wanted to know... If Princess Buttercup went to battle against Sailor Moon, who would come out standing? Why would they what? fight? What the what? Mom. Why Mom. would they fight, Mom? You needed to think Mom. through this one. There were there are other people you could have pitted against Sailor Moon that would have been conversational, but the, the, Buttercup doesn't have a chance. I think Mom thinks that because I love the Princess Bride, I'm going to fall into the trap of siding with Princess Buttercup. She but would lose. Here, but she would. Sailor Moon would decimate Princess Buttercup. If she was going to... Within gonna, two seconds. Exactly. Uh, that's uh, that's clear. Now, for, we, we would have to contrive a situation in, in which Sailor Moon has decided that Princess Buttercup is evil. Right. Because Sailor Moon is a force of good, so she right. would not just destroy Princess Buttercup. Because our mom told her to. <laughs> <laughs> But obviously Sailor Moon would win. I mean, even if you say like, well, but if you're going to attack Buttercup, you're going to have to deal with Inigo and Wesley and Fezzik. Sailor Moon has Sailor Jupiter, Sailor Mercury, Sailor Mars, Sailor Venus, Sailor Saturn, Sailor Neptune, Sailor Uranus, Sailor Starlight sometimes, uh, you know, Chibi Moon, Chibi Chibi. Chibi Moon. uh, Who am I? I'm forgetting people. Tuxedo Mask. Oh, Wow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he doesn't need him but he's leave him out of the equation he'd throw up a, he'd show up and throw a rose and that would be bad strike a pose now now tuxedo <laughs> mask versus princess pose. buttercup i don't know <laughs> that be a, yeah, the only fair fight in that universe <laughs> buttercup versus tuxedo mask these two completely useless characters <laughs> go at it Buttercup will push him down a hill, and there that's you it. Go. His mask will come off. Um, now she did ask if we replace. I guess since Buttercup is the loser here with Princess Leia, who wins? So Princess Leia versus Princess, Sailor Moon. Yeah, oh, man. I mean, the thing is, is that if for some reason they had to do battle. I think that before I think Leia's smart enough that before they even got to the the hand to hand, in which Sailor Moon would definitely be more superior because she has magical powers. Leia is good with a blaster. Um, and some and force sensitive. Uh, I think Leia's smart enough that she would devise a way to avoid that fight altogether. So I I don't think that there would be a fight between them because Leia's a smart smart lady. I think that's really you know? true. I think that while Sailor Moon is the more powerful, Leia is very smart. She's a general. I mean, she's very smart. She's knows how to plan and she's strategically. Yeah. Yeah. I think she gets the advantage in this situation. She, she also yeah. has access to Jedi's, and I think Le- Leia. You know, she. She she would I, I, a bunch of Jedi's against a bunch of Sailor Senshi. Mm. Oh, I'd love to mm. see that though. <laughs> I'd love to see that. <laughs> Excuse Somebody me, I have to go write some fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> but those are those are important questions that <laughs> they're vexing today's youth, and we've answered them for you. So, Mom, thank you for introducing them to the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and and I'm sorry, Taylor, that mom has put now this this battle between Jedi and Sailor Senshi into your brain that you're going to have to try to resolve on your own. I, yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I aren't Sailor Senshi and Jedi kind of the same thing? I don't know. They're all on the side of good. I got to oh, think man. about this. This is my day. Well, while Taylor ponders this <laughs> <laughs> not at all nerdy question, uh, why don't you take this moment, if you can, to go to Maximum fun.org and click donate if you would like to donate to our family of podcasts yeah and uh, uh and if if you can we would really appreciate it it is the max fun drive it's the time of year we ask you to do so if you can because it helps us make more podcasts wait I, i'm just gonna throw in a last minute stretch goal if we get to twenty i i'm totally gonna do an illustration of the sailor since fighting a bunch of jedi 
I will Ooh, I will I do that. that. I will give it to all of you people for free. <laughs> that is it. There you go. And by that I mean I'm already gonna do it, but I'll post it. <laughs> and that sounds like something like you say that and you think like, well, Taylor, clearly this is an interest that just you would have. No. Oh. No. 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 I guarantee there are a lot of you out there who in your in your heart of hearts are going, I need to see that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so please help us out if you can. As Riley already mentioned, there are amazing gifts available at different levels of donation. So if you can commit to a monthly $5 donation, there's all kinds of bonus content, not just from our show, but from all the shows on the Maximum Fund Network. If you can do $10 a month, there are all kinds of um, amazing pins, one for each show that you can choose from. They are all super cute and uh and you're gonna love them go check them out at twenty dollars a month there's a keep in touch kit at 35 dollars a month you get the beer mugs and at every level you donate you get everything from the levels below so if you're already a member and you can upgrade this is a great time to do so because you get all these cool gifts if you're not a member and you want to be one maximumfund.org forward slash donate or just go to maximumfund.org and click on donate either way will work and make sure um when you put in the shows that you listen to you're listening to ours. We got gotcha. you. So, because you're listening to this on now. us too, and we love you all. Thank you so much for everything you've done so far. This drive has been overwhelming. Just after the first week, we are so immensely grateful. Yeah, um, that yeah. so many of you like what we do and and are willing to throw a few dollars our way to show it. Yeah. So, and thank you to the novellas for our theme song, "Baby, You Change Your Mind." This has been Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am a teenager. And, and I, I was, was two. Sorry, it sounded like you were singing. And I was two. <laughs> <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.